following is a presentation of Main Street Preps, your source for high school sports in Middle Tennessee. In this episode of the Sumner County All Sports Podcast, we catch up with Brian Silkwood, Sumner County Rugby Football Coach, as well as the district tournament time for volleyball. So we'll, we'll discuss that and more, and then also we'll give you an update on the Sumner County golfers in Sevierville. All that and more coming up next on the Sumner County All Sports Podcast. This is the Sumner County Sports Podcast, covering high school sports in Sumner County. Here's your host, Zach Womble. Welcome into episode three of the Sumner County All Sports Podcast. This is your host, Zach Womble. And up first on the podcast, we've got Brian Silkwood, Sumner County Rugby Football Coach, joining us to talk about all things Sumner County Rugby. Coach Silkwood, thanks so much for doing this today. Yeah, thanks, Zach, for having me. And uh, hello, uh, Sumner County. Yeah, absolutely. So really excited to have you on today to talk about Sumner County Rugby. You know, rugby is one of those sports that maybe students or parents might not think of at first, but you guys have established quite a program here in Sumner County. Why don't you tell our listeners about your start all the way back in 2011 and just how far you guys have come in just 10 short years? Yeah, so our organization was uh, started back in uh, 2011, uh, more towards the end of the year. Uh, we, in 2012, the kind of January, February 2012 in the spring, we started our first team, and we had a high school boys team that we started with. Uh, grew the sport through, uh, you know, actively trying to get some boys to come out and play. Uh, we played in the lower lower division of rugby here in the state of Tennessee that year, and uh, uh, the boys learned a lot. Hardly none of them had ever played rugby prior, obviously, but uh, we had a phenomenal year and ended up winning the state championship in that lower division that first year, which was uh, really exciting for our program. And, We've continued to grow. Uh, we've added, uh, since then, middle school boys, uh, and then we've added high school girls, and then now um, we have now just started doing um, flag a flag version of rugby, so it's kind of a non-contact version of rugby for second grade to seventh graders out at our complex that we built out there off of Vaught Lane near uh, Durham Farms in Harrisonville. So uh, it's a great, been a great experience so far, our first weekend, and um, um, I think the younger kids enjoyed it, definitely left uh, um, uh, tired, but uh, wanted, wanted, to, wanted to come back. You know, speaking of this uh, facility that you guys have built off of Avant Lane, it's it's state-of-the-art here in Hendersonville. You know, it's, it's been open for a little over a year now, if I'm not mistaken, maybe two years, going on two years. But what feedback have you received from teams, officials, and fans that come to watch a match over there at Hendersonville Rugby Complex? Yeah, so uh, thanks for Mission Complex. Yeah, the, we uh, did our initial um, kind of uh, ribbon cutting roughly about this time last year. Uh, the complex has kind of been in the works for a little bit longer than that. It took almost a year to get it start to finish to where it is now. And so what's out there is – Two full-size um, rugby rugby pitches at this point. Uh, we've got irrigation. We've got the sports sport community turf out there. It's laser-graded uh, parking lots and then, of course, electricity to kind of uh, help handle the, the well and the um, irrigation sides of the field. So everything we need to play um, is out there. And then we currently are working on – uh, funding for getting the bathrooms uh, put out there, hopefully sometime here in the next in the near future. But as far as uh, within the rugby community, um, you know we've had uh, we continue to get more and more interest uh, for people to come to use our facilities that we've built. A lot of out of town interest. Um, I've had some colleges come up and play. Uh, University of Tennessee's played. 
on our site. They loved it. Everybody loves that the full side part. Most uh, games that are played uh, for rugby in around the country end up being on either a football field or maybe a soccer field. And so it's not quite regulation size. Um, a true uh, full-size rugby pitch is wider and longer than uh, both of those fields. Um, so they do love that. We have the full-size full, uh, full size fields, uh, two of them. And then we've also just recently, I was on the, I was on the phone um, just here within the last week, uh, potentially having uh, two select travel sides, one coming from the far Pacific, uh, Pacific North, so up like uh, state of Washington, Upper California, of a, a men's select team that's wanting to come uh, sometime in 2022 and play at our facility, another select men's team from the South. So uh, we're, we're gaining um, recognition from, you know, not just here locally, not just here within the state, but also within the U.S. for the facility that we built. Yeah, very beautiful facility over there. If you guys haven't seen it, I, I suggest you go over there to Avant Lane here in Hendersonville and check that out. I mean, it, it's state-of-the-art. Um, and, and tell them more about rugby. Listen, rugby is not just a sport for boys. I know you just mentioned it earlier about having girls' team, but plenty of girls' teams play, right? So if not only if there's boys that want to play, but plenty of girls can sign up. How can you tell uh, students or parents that may be interested in, in getting their son or daughter into the sport of rugby what they can do. One of the things that one of the things I think that a lot of people don't realize is that um, when it comes to rugby, um, and we talk about boys versus girls, um, there are probably two to three times as many as many opportunities for the girls to get collegiate scholarships. This is, you know, um, it is for girls. Rugby is a what I would call scholarship varsity sport. Um, in more universities than it is for boys. Most boys programs tend, tend to be a club side. Um, so we have had, not from our program yet, but we have had here in Middle Tennessee uh, quite a few girls that have gone on to play college rugby and have received some substantial amount of uh, scholarships. So quite, two or three of them, I know for sure, have gotten a full ride uh, to some pretty nice schools playing rugby um, you know, as a, as a, as a sport, uh, within college. So it's a, it's a huge opportunity for the girls in that aspect. Um, you know, as a future, uh, future sport, future beyond high school type, um, consideration. Brian, I'll get you out of here with this question. What's so, listen, I know rugby is split up into, into two seasons. So what season are we in right now? What's going on with you guys? How can fans come see you play? When can come fans come see you play? Yeah, so we're in um, our current season, at least within the high school side, we currently play sevens, which is um, seven players on the field, two seven-minute halves. Is kind of It's a very fast-paced, uh, very all-out sprint-type oriented game. Um, a lot of scoring, even though the game only lasts 14 minutes. Um, and then in the spring, we played the more traditional version that most people are probably used to seeing, uh, which is 15 on 15, where it's a little bit more, um, you know, jumbled up. Uh, a lot of players out there, some confusion can can um, come about, especially for fans that are new to the game. Um, and then we play that in the spring. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that's how it is for um other divisions like the colleges and the men's teams, but that's how the high school level and middle school level that we are in state of Tennessee is doing it right now. Uh, got any matches coming up? Um, yeah, we've got October um, 16th. There'll be some games out at our complex. And then 
November 20th, we have, uh, we'll be hosting the state championships for the state of Tennessee at our facility. We'll have probably close to 15 teams there. Um, and they'll be out there pretty much all day. I'd say we'll probably have over 700 people, six, 700 people out there throughout the day, but it'll pretty much run nine o'clock till probably four o'clock in the evening. Um, but it'll be an all day of rugby, the state championships. Um, so we're proud to be hosting the state championship sevens, uh, tournament for the first time and should be hosting that for probably the next uh, four to five years. Last thing, Brian, how can parents, how can students get in touch with you if they are interested in playing rugby? Yeah, we've got a there's a there's a Sumner County um, rugby website. Uh, you can go in there and register. You can also find us on Facebook, um, and they can always uh, email us at SumnerCountyRugby at gmail So the district volleyball tournament kicked off on Monday, and there was the playing game. Plus, you had your semifinal matches tonight, Tuesday, when we're recording this podcast. The district volleyball championship is going to take place between old rivals Station Camp and Portland. Portland, of course, dropped down to Class AA a few seasons ago, went on their tear, won two state championships, followed up by a state championship runner-up. Here they are back in Class 3A, and it's like they never left at all. Uh, These two teams have clearly been the best two teams throughout the season, uh, and you're going to see that tonight. Now, Station Camp 2-0 against Portland this season, uh, but you know what? This is for all the marbles, and it's really tough to beat a, three, beat a team three times in one season, regardless of the sport. And I know that Molly Yarbrough's club will have her work cut out for her this tonight against Portland. Uh, listen, Station Cam, they are remarkable. At one point, they, had, they carried a 54-match district winning streak <laughs> through this season. I know they, they dropped their final match of the regular season to Green Hill, who is not in their district, so that doesn't count as a district loss. So they're still undefeated going all the way back to 2016 in, in district tournament play for volleyball. That is just remarkable what they've been able to do over on the East Bank. But again, Portland, the last team to beat Station Camp in a district tournament match all the way back in 2016. It will be interesting to see if Portland can hand them their first district loss again in over five years. I know it's going to be a fun match. I've got myself, Brett Berweger, coming out to the game. Brett, of course, takes photos for all of the teams here in Sumner County does a marvelous job so i know we'll get great art from that matchup i know we're going to get good game so listen be on the lookout mainstreetpreps.com for that story you're also going to follow me on twitter at zach womble msp in case you miss anything from that match but again should be a really really fun match tonight between station camp and portland up next on the sumner county all sports podcast is a little golf update on the links in Sevierville right now are your Gallatin Lady Wave. They won the Region 4 AA and the District 8 AA championships to advance to the state tournament as a team. This is their first time in school history making it to the state championship as a team for girls golfers. They've had plenty of boys success throughout the years. They've had plenty of girls success throughout the years. In fact, they sent two girls last year to the state tournament as individuals. But this year, first opportunity to go as a team. After day one, they were right there with Clarksville, neck and neck, only seven strokes behind. But day two has been really tough on Gallatin. They dropped all the way back to tie for fifth place at 18 over par on the day through 13 holes. Listen, they sit plus 37 throughout the weekend. 
So they're more than double behind leader Clarksville, who is plus 18 overall. It doesn't look like Gallatin is going to get a plaque this year after playing so well on day one. I'm not exactly sure what happened this morning on the front nine, but I saw Mickey Armstrong tweet out that Gallatin needed all the best positive juju that they could get. So clearly a tough day on the links for the Gallatin Lady Wave. Uh, but nevertheless, the best girls team in Sumner County is something to hang your hat on. Reagan Padilla, district MVP uh, this season. So a great, great season for Gallatin, nonetheless, regardless of how they finish up today. Uh, I know it's still a tough, tough result to be pushed all the way back to tied for fifth place at plus 37 after being only seven strokes behind the leaderboard coming into today. But you know what? Golf is just one of those games that it can be very difficult to play. It can be hard on you. And uh, like I said, I don't know the full story yet without talking to Mickey, but clearly a tough, tough day through 13. But regardless, shout out to the Gallatin Lady Way for making it this far, for being tied for fifth uh, as a team in the state tournament. Looking at some individuals, we only had one this year, um, Station Camp senior Lynn Lim, who is headed off to Vanderbilt. Uh, Lim, of course, Lynn, of course, was part of the three-peat with Lily Bloodworth uh, the last three years. Unfortunately, Lynn is the only player on the Station Camp girls team, so she couldn't qualify as a girls team this year to try to close out the four-peat. So that's, that's unfortunate for Station Camp because you got to think if they got an extra player, they're probably going to compete for it. Uh, but nevertheless, Lynn still in Sevierville competing for that individual title that she won as a freshman, didn't win her sophomore or junior season. I caught up with Lynn before the district tournament. She told me straight up if she could win the individual tournament this year, it would mean more to her than it did her freshman year because, of course, it's her last final match wearing the Station Camp uniform. She is currently tied for third right now at plus one on the day, trailing Franklin Sophia Gipolo, I hope I'm pronouncing that last name correctly, who is three under par. Uh, Lynn is 12 holes through, so four strokes back of the leader. Doesn't look like she's going to be able to make up the ground unless uh, Sophia just collapses on the final holes. But nevertheless, between her and Sophia are Hannah Nall of Cleveland and Autumn Spencer of Clarksville, who are even on the day and plus one. So Lynn has got her work cut out for her but still could finish top three depending on how this all shakes out. And then looking at the boys, our only boy uh, qualifier this year was Tristan Grenade from Beach. Tristan medaled as a top three guy in the region, which allowed him to qualify. I don't have the current updated uh, leaderboard as of yet, but coming into the day, had a very tough day. I believe he was 50th. Uh, was shooting 20 over par after day one. So it's been a really tough day. I know that his head coach tweeted out that they were hopeful to get a second day. I guess weather is uh, really bad in, in Sevierville right now or this morning with rain. Uh, but it looks like they were able to get in some of a day. He is 13 through day two at plus 10 overall. So he's dropped all the way down to 54th place. Uh, listen, I know that's not what Tristan wanted, and I know that he can show better than that. But when you're going up against the best of the best in the state, it, it, it's tough. And you really got to be on your game if, if you want to do well. Um, but looking at the top of the leaderboard, shout out to District 8 AA, Region 4 AA, Mason Crowder of Macon County, eight under par, a two-stroke lead through 10 holes as the top golfer in 
double-A. So if Maddox can hold on, and shout out to Macon County, who is representing the Region 4 double-A and District 8 double-A. So we could still get a state champion, albeit will not be from Sumner County today, but nevertheless, a great showing for our Gallatin girls, Station Camp's Lynn Lynn, and Beach's Tristan Grenade for making it all the way to the state golf tournament. Up next on the Sumner County All Sports Podcast, we've got District Soccer Tournament upcoming. It doesn't start until the 12th, which is next Tuesday, so we've still got a couple matches in between then, with the biggest match, of course, being Hendersonville at Gallatin this Thursday, October 7th. Uh, Hendersonville coming off a tough loss to Beach. I know Hendersonville and Station Camp tied, so there's, there's a little bit of uncertainty at the top of the district standings right now. Um, but but I do believe there has to be some things shaking out, goal differentials, so there's a little bit of uh, unknown. But I do believe Station Camp currently sits atop the uh, the district, so they would get the, the one seed and the right to host the district tournament, like I said, starting October 12th, which is next Tuesday. Uh, but it's been a fun soccer season so far. I've been able to see pretty much every team in the county, minus Beach. I, I was going to be able to go see Beach Hendersonville last Thursday, Unfortunately, uh, Station Camp and Mount Juliet played their football game on Thursday, so I wasn't able to make it out to the soccer game. But shout out to the Lady Bucks. They beat Hendersonville for the first time, I believe, since 2013 on the girls' side. So it's been a while since Beach defeated their crosstown rival. So I do want to give a shout out to the Lady Bucks on that. But it looks as right now, Station Camp is going to earn that top seed for next week's district tournament that starts on October 12th. And, of course, it wouldn't be an all-sports podcast if we didn't talk about football. I want to quick hit the two games that I, were at, that I was at last week, starting first with Station Camp versus Mount Juliet in a critical 5-5A region game. Station Camp, shout-out to the Bison. 6-0, 3-0 in league play after a 28-27 victory. Shoo-wee. It did not look good for the Bison going into that fourth quarter, being down by two touchdowns. But they kept scratching, they kept clawing, they kept fighting, and they found themselves on top, 28-27, and atop of their region. They've got a massive, massive showdown with Wilson Central this Friday night. If they can win that, it doesn't guarantee a region championship because they've still got to face Green Hill in their second-to-last game, who was also undefeated in league play. But if they can get this game against Wilson Central, it will guarantee a home playoff game for the first time since 2013 station camp fans that is something to celebrate that is something to be excited for uh you're going to hear more from brent alexander make sure you're listening to the coach speak podcast with brady mcatamney and myself that will get posted later on today he's got a few comments following the game if you want to catch that game story if you missed it make sure you head on over to mainstreetpreps.com where you can read that and see our 57 photo gallery from brett burwagger who I, earlier I mentioned does such a great job here in Sumner County uh, capturing the moments and capturing the game. So make it, like I said, make sure you head on over to MainStreetPreps.com to check that out. And then, of course, with the Thursday game, meaning I get I got two football games last week. was able to make my way over to Hendersonville High School on Friday night for their region contest against Clarksville. It was never close, guys. It was just... It was a rundown, beatdown for Hendersonville to the tune of 54 to 21. Clarksville's 14 points came in the fourth quarter with backups mostly in. It was uh, a runaway for the Commandos, who were on a different trajectory, I think, than a lot of people wanted to admit at this point. 
Uh, you know, they played Ravenwood very close two weeks ago, only lost by seven. Of course, the other loss coming at, against Oakland in week one. But I think this is a team that is poised to make a real run at it. You know, the region that they match up with in the first two rounds is very beatable. You've got Cane Ridge, you've got your Antiochs, you've got your Smyrnas of the world. And then, depending on how well that our region, well, I say our, but the region 5-6A, including Beach, Gallatin, Hendersonville, depending on how they do in their matchups, you could see a Hendersonville Gallatin or a Beach Hendersonville in the second, third round. So, obviously, that means someone from Sumner County is going to make the semifinals. Unfortunately, I do think whoever makes it that far as season will come to an end because you're going to have to match up with a very, very good Summit squad and the Wade brothers in the semifinal round. And uh, spoiler alert, I think Summit is going to win the Class 6A championship this year over Oakland. But, hey, if Hendersonville can make a run at the semifinals, that's a great, great season in my eyes. And um, so that's what I've got. You know, Hendersonville mauling Clarksville last week to the tune of 45-21 was never close. And I think this team is is getting geared up to make a deep run come November. Last thing on the Sumner County All Sports Podcast, we try to keep this to uh, a high school high school varsity podcast, but uh, middle school shout out real quick. Portland West Middle School winning the Sumner County Middle School Football Championship over TW Hunter deserves a little bit of a shout out. I can't sit here and pretend to know everything that went on through the season, but I do know that Portland West ran the table from start to finish and was completely dominant in all things that they did. Of course, capped it off with a middle school championship. So shout out to the Portland West Panthers middle school football team for bringing home the Sumner County Middle School Football Championship. That will do it for episode three of the Sumner County All Sports Podcast with Zach Womble. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. We've talked about golf. We've talked about rugby. We've talked about football. We've talked about middle school football. And we've talked about volleyball. All that and more is what you can expect from the Sumner County All Sports Podcast. Until next time, I'll see you down the road. This is Zach Womble. You've been listening to the Sumner County Sports Podcast covering high school sports in Sumner County with your host, Zach Womble. For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com.